Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here are the lucky or unlucky recipients of this week's The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciation. I must begin with the Kansas Republican Party. I can't believe what these jokers are doing. Maybe if uh, they were a little less concerned with doing idiotic things like this and a little more concerned with winning elections, you wouldn't have a state as red as Kansas electing a Democrat as governor. But um, independent gubernatorial candidate Dennis Pyle, and I have no, I know nothing about Dennis Pyle, don't know anything about him, don't know if he's the best guy in the world or the worst. Apparently, um, the Kansas, he was running. And in order to run, you have to get thousands of signatures. And... What the Republican Party in Kansas is doing is they are actually sanctioning people that signed a petition or supported the independent candidate, Dennis Pyle. They are actually removing these Republicans as local precinct officials. Earlier, the party removed all those who signed the petition, but this move goes even further. They're not just removing people that signed his petition. They're removing people that supported him. Now, this fella, Dennis Pyle, is a a reputable guy in Kansas. He was a state senator. He was elected to the Kansas Senate in 2004 as a Republican. And then he switched his registration to independent in June. And he's the only independent legislator in Kansas in the last hundred years. He's still in the state Senate. And what the Kansas Republican Party is saying is you signed his petition, you supported him, you're out, Tom. And that is, not only is it bad politics, because if you're trying to win elections, which Kansas Republican Party, I guess, is not interested in doing, you want to grow your tent. You want to enlarge your tent. You want to welcome independents, and yes, even Democrats. You don't want to sanction them, and, um, you know, if you're, it's my way or the highway. I think this is the worst kind of political bigotry. So... Kansas Republican Party, I do denounce you. I must also denounce these schools in Australia that are renaming Grandparents' Day, Grand Friends Day. This has got to be the stupidest thing that I've heard in quite some time. Um, several schools in New South Wales, Australia, have renamed Grandparents' Day to Grand Friends' Day in order to try to be more inclusive. This is absurd. There's a gr- grandparent movement, and the founder of the grandparent movement, Ian Barnett, told the Today Show that it was a strange way to be more inclusive, and it actually excludes one of the most significant people in a child's life. I completely agree. Um, you know, my, my wife's father passed away long before I knew him, knew, long before I knew her. But the relationship that my son has 
with um, my parents and my mother-in-law is a very special one. And I could see the joy that he gets from being with them. I can tell you how much it helps us when they're occasionally able to watch him. And I could see the joy that it brings to them. And uh, that's something that I hope lasts for many, many years. And I only really knew two of my grandparents. And the the relationship that I had with each of them was very special. And I think uh, Grandparents' Day is a wonderful thing to celebrate. And being a grandparent is a great thing to recognize and appreciate. I think the worst thing you could do is sort of demote these grandparents to the title of grand friends. It makes no sense whatsoever. So to these schools that are trying to do away with Grandparents' Day and replace it with Grand Friends Day, I do denounce you. I must also denounce acetaminophen. Yes, a very common pain relief drug. You may know it as Tylenol or, you know, something like that. The brand name equivalent. Equivalent. Well, we're learning that taking a common pain relief drug may be doing more than just relieving your pain. According to this study published in Social Cognitive and Effective Neuroscience, acetaminophen, which is sold under brands like Tylenol and Panadol, may push people to take more risks than they normally would. And unlike what Captain Kirk said, where he said, risk is our business. That's what starships are all about. Uh, That is not what we're interested in. And the study suggested that the use of Tylenol or acetaminophen can cause people to feel less negative emotion when they consider partaking in risky activities. Especially, or essentially, it makes them feel less scared about the risks that the activity might involve. It's a very interesting study. And, you know... This could also be, I guess, a good thing, but I kind of wanted to put it in the denunciation category because I wasn't sure where else I would get to bring this to your attention. So it's it's kind of a slap on the wrist. Take it as it is. But I wanted you to be aware of it. Uh, If a guy says, um, you know, if if you ask a guy at a bar, are you trying to slip me a Mickey? And he says, no, I'm only trying to slip you a Tylenol. Well, now you know what that's all about, ladies or fellas. I must also denounce the Maryland Department of Health. Um, You know what? This Maryland Department of Health could give the New York State Department of Labor a run for its money in terms of incompetence. Because state lawmakers in Maryland, where we're proud to be on WCBM in Baltimore, love WCBM, I'm really looking forward to making a field trip there, maybe after the first of the year. Uh, State lawmakers were unsparing in their criticism of the Maryland Department of Health on Tuesday, accusing the agency of failing to pursue financial compensation against a vendor that has acknowledged serious shortcomings. One after another, members of the General Assembly's Audit and Evaluation Committee expressed astonishment that the agency decided as a matter of policy not to seek liquidated damages from Optum, a health claims processing company whose shortcomings were the subject of a harsh audit last month. One lawmaker called the agency's decision unconscionable and a dangerous precedent. Essentially, the the Minnesota-based firm processes billions of dollars in behavioral health claims each year. 
The review of Optum's performance, which was conducted by the Office of Legislative Audits, uncovered a lot of problems. Auditors discovered more than $220 million in payments for behavioral health services that lacked proper documentation or haven't been recovered. Lapses that prevented the state from receiving nearly $30 million in federal reimbursement for which they were eligible. In addition, mental health providers who've been stretched thin and subject to burnout since the pandemic begun began have been forced to spend long hours reconciling payment errors. And the Maryland Department of Health was nowhere to be found on any of this. I must also denounce marijuana, and this is very important given what we're going through with uh, recreational cannabis becoming legal in more and more places, including New York and New Jersey. This is important for people to hear because I don't know that folks, especially young folks, fully realize what I'm about to say. But smoking marijuana can be more harmful to your lungs than smoking cigarettes, according to a new study. New studies found that smoking pot might be more likely to cause certain health problems than tobacco. That's the word from Dr. Scott Brandman, a thoracic radiologist. A new study published in the Radiological Society of North America. See, for years, everybody's been focused on tobacco smoke on the one hand and getting people to stop smoking. On the other hand, people have been focused on legalizing marijuana. Now, again, I'm not for throwing people in jail if they smoke marijuana, but there are these sort of two competing messages that we've been hit over the head with in society. Tobacco bad, marijuana harmless. Marijuana is not harmless. It is very harmful. So um, if your child, you know, smokes marijuana and tells you it's not a big deal, it is a big deal. It's a big deal for their own health. Marijuana, I do denounce you, at least when you're smoked. And I must also denounce Romina Mizrahi. Romina Mizrahi was the Associate Chair of Research in McGill University's Department of Psychiatry in Montreal, Canada. A very reputable post. And uh, she's somebody whose work was highly touted. Somebody whose work was seen as a model for academics and psychiatrists everywhere. Well, it turns out she might have been A total fraud. This psychology professor at this Canadian university falsified brain imaging data. That is according to a government watchdog group, a U.S. government watchdog group. Brain imaging gets headlines. The idea that we can see what's going on in our minds, which bit of our brains light up when we have sex or play video games or use social media or listen to Frank Morano on the radio, that's very evocative. That's very sexy. But the research is often overhyped because the scans are expensive. So the studies are usually small and statistically weak. And frequently they can't be duplicated. And the journal Brain Science ran a special issue this year the brain imaging replication crisis, looking at studies that we presume were not literally made up as Ms. Mizrahi, formerly of the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto, 
apparently did. So, Dr. Mizrahi, I do denounce you. I must also denounce stores that are open on Thanksgiving Day. You know, I'm a big believer that people should be off on Thanksgiving. I am a big believer that people should not be working. I mean, look, unless you're essential, like um, a police officer or a firefighter or a radio presenter. But I think it's terrible that these stores are open because, and obviously you can't ban it, and I'm not looking to ban it, but the people that are then working at those stores are not with their families on Thanksgiving. Additionally, that gives a, a place for people to be on Thanksgiving instead of with their families. So for both of those reasons, I am denouncing all these stores that are open on Thanksgiving Day. Dollar General, Dollar Tree, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Discount Drug Mart. Now, obviously, the joke will be on me if these stores start listening to me and then I need to buy something on Thanksgiving Day. But I I believe this strongly. I think Thanksgiving, which is a uniquely American holiday, which has a great message behind it and a wonderful history, should be a day where commerce stops, where, again, unless you're essential, you shouldn't have to go to work. And people should be able to enjoy the day with their families. So I'm denouncing all these stores that are open on Thanksgiving Day. And I hope that you don't go shopping on Thanksgiving. Because ultimately, if nobody goes shopping on Thanksgiving, they won't open the stores. I want to denounce (laughs) the World Cup organizers in Qatar, a.k.a. Qatar. You know, these Qataris are really something. A Danish TV crew was threatened by some security staffers with the World Cup in Qatar. These security staffers threatened to smash a camera being used in a report for Denmark's TV2. Now, the Qatari World Cup officials have, to their credit, apologized to the TV station, calling the altercation a mistake. That's a pretty big mistake. Threatening the TV crew, saying you're going to break the camera? During a live news hit for TV2, reporter Rasmus Tanthold was interrupted by officials who attempted to stop the filming by blocking the camera lens and then threatening to smash the camera, despite Tanthold showing his credentials as a member of the media. You invited the whole world to come here. Why can't we film? It's a public place, Tanthold told the security personnel. You could break the camera. You want to break it? You're threatening us by smashing the camera? So this video went viral. I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, Qatari officials confirmed that the security officials had aired. Valid accommodations. And this is what they did. Valid uh, credentials, I should say. And this is what they did. So Qatari World Cup officials, apology and all. I do denounce you. I must also denounce the Department of Veteran Affairs. Oh, boy. What is going on at the Department of Veteran Affairs? Well, well, well. Let me tell you what's going on at the Department of of Veteran Affairs. The VA gets a land donation 
Great, right? Great. Specifically to house homeless veterans. Even better. I can't think of a cause that is more worthy of support and given money to, and let me be the first to give money to it. In fact, I have given money to it, than housing homeless veterans. What do you think the VA does? Do they, A, build housing for homeless veterans? That's what I would assume. That's what I would have hoped. Do they, B, do anything to benefit veterans? That's what I would have settled for. Or do they, C, let a private school build a sports ball field there? Those of you that picked C, clearly you know the world a lot better than I do. Yes, that's right. The Veterans Affairs Department, this is crazy. They're giving this land to a private school to build a field. So now a group of veterans, and I am all for these guys, and I'm going to invite their lawyers on the show. A group of veterans is now being forced to sue. They filed a lawsuit to force homes to be built for them on land now used for elite sports facilities in Los Angeles. Fourteen homeless veterans, or as the news media refers to them, unhoused veterans. Fourteen homeless veterans and the National Veterans Foundation, they filed a complaint in Central California's federal district court against the Department of Veteran Affairs on Tuesday night, demanding their needs be put first. Joshua Pettit, a homeless Iraq war veteran, told CNN, get the F off our land or build us housing. There are more homeless veterans in Los Angeles than any place in the country. Around 3,500 of them on the streets and in shelters, according to the city's Homeless Services Authority. And there are also 388 acres in the leafy, lovely neighborhood of Brentwood on the city's west side that were given to the nation specifically to house veterans. But almost no veterans live there. The land is used for a large VA health center and, among other things, the UCLA Bruins baseball diamond and the sports fields and swimming pool of the elite Brentwood schools. Their neighbors and the Department of Veteran Affairs leases them chunks of this valuable parcel. The lawsuit is demanding that permanent supportive housing should be made available within six months. I am wishing these guys the best of luck, and uh, I'm going to invite them on the show. So, Department of Veteran Affairs, until you get your act together, I do denounce you. I do. And finally, let me denounce one of the less intelligent criminals that I've come across in some time. Daryl Kamen Jr., 19 years old, not a bright guy, not a bright guy. You could see why he turned to a life of crime. But if you're listening to this and you're a life of crime style kind of a guy, and we have a lot of, you know, listeners that have a troubled relationship with the law. Here's a pro tip. If you steal a car, don't hook your iPhone up to that car's Bluetooth. That's my pro tip. Had Daryl Kamen Jr. heard that pro tip, he might have gotten away with it. But sure enough, because this buffoon had an iPhone connection hooked up to the Bluetooth car, 
That helped the police identify one of the two people involved in a carjacking at a parking ride in Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. The victim told police two people followed her off a bus to her car, demanded her cell phone and the keys. Police found the car a couple hours later and said the people who were inside hopped out and ran. As the investigation unfolded, police said a Westinghouse High School security guard identified one of the suspects. Yes, Mr. Kamen. From bus surveillance video. Kamen is a former student at the school. Police said another clue came from within the stolen car, which showed a device named, very clever name for a Bluetooth device on a stolen car. Again, what do you think Daryl Kamen Jr. named his device? Very cleverly, Daryl's iPhone was connected to the vehicle. Um, The second suspect has not been identified because he had the good sense not to hook up his iPhone to the car. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is this week's denunciations.